Hi, it's producer Chris from The Bugle here. Did you know that I have a new series of my podcast, Richie Firth Travel Hacker, out now? It's the show where Richie Firth and I talk about how to make travel better in our very special way. In this series, we discuss line bikes, Teslas, the London Overground, and a whole bunch of other random stuff that possibly involves wheels or tracks or engines of some variety. God, what a hot sell this is. I mean, you 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 must be so excited. Listen now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello. 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 Hello, posters, and welcome to the last post, the final word in this, the most post-final of post-worlds. As I circle the ruined Earth in my orbiting space station slash luxury podcasting studio, I look at the dark wasteland that remains of humanity's birthplace and wonder, is there anyone still out there? I stare at what we've made of this place, the burgeoning new cities tentatively rebuilding fragmentary civilizations on the rubble of totally dragoned ruins in the north, the tentacular spread of the octopus overlords in the global south, the huge warring shrines to Silvio Berlusconi and to Dorothy the Dinosaur in the wreckage of Rome. Warily watching from above the steel-grey, ash-choked skies, I sigh and think, what is this going to do to my listenership metrics? Today's show has two guests gleaned from the surviving few safely sheltered from the flames of the Piers Morgan Boris Johnson dragon Brexit love child in his volcano lair. It is self-made ex-billionaire, if money were still worth anything. Josh Gondelman, welcome back to the show. Thank you. So happy to be here, uh, which is uh, remarkable because nothing feels happy lately. This apocalypse has been, I don't, you know... I don't want to say it, but apocalyptic. (laughs) It has been bad over here. Well, later you'll be giving us our top story. And later in the show, if we can get through to the ruined compound that is his horrifying funfair murder dome, we'll have Gareth Reynolds supporting in. We'll get to our top story in a bit, which is news from the post-apocalypse, specifically from your volcano lair, Josh Gondelman. But first, some headlines of stories we won't have time for. And transatlantic tensions as US news sources raise doubts about the origins of the apocalypse, furiously unwilling to accept that the end of the world was European in origins, uh, rather than American politico-related, alongside backlash from the post-Brexit wreckage of Britain that they could be considered European by the Americans. Uh, Josh, are you you aware of, of what caused this apocalypse? Uh, no, I was in my volcano. I heard that it was coming. You know, I was I was uh, reading the news on uh, on Josh book, which is it's it's like Facebook, <laughs> but it's only for me and people that I know. So it's pretty nice. But I was getting some pretty wild conspiracy theories from friends, relatives and uh, frenemies and relatives. So it was just all sorts of misinformation. So I don't really know what what the what the truth of the matter is. My relatives, they just will they'll post anything. And Dwayne the Rock Johnson, who survived the White House flooding by riding Bob the Sentient Trash Island onto a nearby lake, has made a statement that America will rebuild bigger, 
better and more American than before, and he has pledged to unify many of the doomsday cults that have sprung up in the wake of the apocalypse. Uh, do you think our vice president will be successful in that? Gosh, she's so charismatic, and the way he rode that trash island was really majestic. You'd think it would look kind of sad or pathetic, but it looked really muscly and, and encouraging. One thing about Vice President Thorock Johnson uh, uh, under, you know, under President Bob the Sentient Trash Island is they believe in unity over everything, right? And, and so he's he believes in unifying with the doomsday cult. So the, he's trying to find a middle ground between uh, let's rebuild the smoldering shambles of our nation and let's drink poison uh, and ascend to a different plane. <laughs> so I guess like, what is the compromise? We drink half the poison? Yeah, or just normal Kool-Aid, which is probably not that good for you in the long no, run. No, not now. We need, we need nutrients in this new world. So we're drinking half a glass of poison, half a glass of Kool-Aid, and, and just... Uh, vomiting profusely while we rebuild the nation it feels like maybe uh compromise and unity isn't what we need in this post-apocalyptic world speaking of compromise and unity after the uh unfortunate conflagration that ended vladimir putin apparently navalny has risen up stronger than ever he's now uh, immune to all neurotoxins all nuclear waste and uh, basically almost everything uh, like achilles he has one spot in his body that is apparently vulnerable uh, to to injury but until they find that he's going to be in charge of russia how do you feel about that i know you have some ties with uh, russia in your businesses a lot of ties i wouldn't even say ties at this point i would say we're positively soldered to russia we're just bonded we're welded to russia and, and i think that's great i think uh it's kind of like do you remember when the bering land bridge went from alaska to russia we're connected more than that in kind of a pangeic fashion so i think whoever's in charge i like that guy that's that's my official stance on russia I, whoever's in charge I like that guy. I also have uh, only one physical weakness, which is my human body. Um, other than that, I have no weaknesses at all. Just psychologically, I'm incredibly fortified. I'm optimized. But uh, physically, I have become kind of um, incredibly tender in this post-apocalyptic world. Uh, kind of a my whole body kind of excuse the expression, but is the texture of melts in your mouth, like a fine filet. <laughs> so anything that touches me, I it is a real problem. I do not care for it, and it, and it will cause me to dissolve. If you and Russia were uh, sort of in that uh, famous horror film, Human Caterpillar, would you be the fun <laughs> end? Or... Human Caterpillar? Yeah, and if you were in that horror film slash beautiful teenage coming of age story, Human Caterpillar, <laughs> would you be the front end or the back end, or would the front end be attached to the back end in a sort of a eurobarous situation? Great question. I think if I was the front end, I would again immediately dissolve, uh, starting at the buttocks into <laughs> the mouth of the person in front of me, and they would kind of like eat their way through me. Um, and <laughs> oh. if I was the back end, I would kind of melt. And be uh, kind of just a like a gelatinous ass bag for the person in front of me. <laughs> it's, it would be bad. The problem is I'm so used to my my incredibly rigorous regimen of 
pastes and shakes and soylents. It, you know, uh, I've I've got I made kind of a blander soylent to, to, because I can. And now with with this apocalypse, I have not been able to have my fully optimized nutrition and my bones. Have you heard of super osteoporosis? <laughs> That's what's happened to me. My bones are like a flute. <laughs> Well, thank you. That's all the time we have for our headlines right now, because now it's time for your ads. Your ad section now, because the five things you can guarantee surviving in a post-apocalypse are death, taxes, cockroaches, Silvio Berlusconi and advertising executives. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Jim's Gym and Gymnasium's Wasteland Wonderland Fitness Bootcamp. If you're wondering if you'll make it in the harsh new world, come to the ruthless masters of brutal fitness. We've been giving our trainees horrifying life or death challenges since before it was fashionable or even legal. Come to Jim's Gym and Gymnasium, and if you can make it through the barbed wire and mutant wolves to our fitness center slash CrossFit black box, you're automatically a never leave member of our thriving community. Jim's Gym and Gymnasium. Remember, sweat is just fat crying for the lost world. And this episode of the podcast is brought to you by the one product on the ghastly shell that is the consequences of all Earth's bad decisions that's worth more than its weight in gold. Half a glass of water. <laughs> Half a glass of water. Don't kill for it. Yet. Oh, I, I would kill for half a glass of water. I'd kill for a quarter glass of water. I, I mean, to be fair, for me to say that, that's not much. I've killed for very <laughs> scant reasons in the past. My murder drones, however, I have no access to them because in this world, uh, the with this there was an electromagnetic pulse and the file where I keep all my passwords was corrupted. So I have no control over my murder drones, no access to my Bitcoin wallet, which that's where I keep my subway frequent customer coupon and i was so close <laughs> to a free sub and and now it's gone it's i shouldn't have kept that in the blockchain that was my fault when you say you were so close to a free sub you meant you had nearly bought 40 million subway sandwiches and were close to a free submarine uh, which might be useful in your semi-submerged volcano lair yes if you buy 40 million they give you a nuclear powered sub to patrol <laughs> your volcano lair and it's little known and uh infrequently used that loophole but i was ready to know it and use it look this is kind of an an intimate thing to say on a podcast but i have kind of remote electronic access to my electronic nuclear-powered sex dungeon, where I was. I was battened down in the sex dungeon when the apocalypse hit because it's, it's also my panic room and also my doomsday bunker because I feel like you've got a sex dungeon, you've got a doomsday bunker. Why not combine and just kind of bone your way through the apocalypse? However, I was alone at the time and the electromagnetic pulse locked me in, so I'm just here being sexed to the point of near death <laughs> by my various sexual implements. <laughs> implements. It is horrible. And I and again, in such a weakened state as I'm in, with no super soylent, just the whips, the chains, the the leather outfits, uh picture the beginning of uh Cinderella, right? Where the birds are dressing her, but with drones. <laughs> And the kind of the gimp from Pulp Fiction, that outfit. And it is, it's just a horrifying scene. And I need to get out because otherwise I will quite literally be machine f to death. <laughs> so I need to remember this password very badly. 
<laughs> Is it true that you're just surviving on flavored lube? Yes. I've been eating nothing but lube. Although, fortunately, <laughs> I have quite a stash of soy lube. Uh, soylent, but lube. So so that way, when you're having sex, you're actually fueling your body when you're doing mouth stuff. And so uh, I do... I do have like enough, there's little packets, so I've been rationing them just like, <laughs> just little droplets of soy lube. But it's been, it's been weeks at this point, and man cannot survive on lube alone. <laughs> That's what it says in the first sentence of my autobiography. <laughs> and it holds true in a post-apocalyptic world. Well, I'm glad that despite everything going terribly badly, you're having an opportunity to write uh before we go on to our top story, though, there is, uh, speaking of sex, one more advertisement in our ad section. A new novel is out by self-published romance maven and online <laughs> bestseller, Dancy Lagarde. We will no, read No, 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 no. It can't get any hornier in here. I'll perish. <laughs> we'll read an abbreviated and heavily censored extract after this later in the show. But for now... Set in the 90s era of the before time, Bed and Boardroom is an escapist retro romance with a supernatural twist. Annabelle is a sea change artist in a homemade dress who runs a charming B&B by the famous tourist hotspot Whimsical Lake in the times before the internet. She dreams of a quiet, loveless marriage after watching both her parents literally die of love when they were caught in a horrible swingers fire. <laughs> oh, this is too relatable. <laughs> She supports her failing business and lonely heart with her handmade porcelain art puppies, but struggles to make ends meet. That's until she meets Gable Gable. <laughs> Gable is a high-powered businessman in a big suit. He has a very expensive watch and no emotions. He's always angry and aggressive, but they don't count as emotions because he's a man. Women are playthings to him, status symbols that he leaves in his car when he buys a new car. <laughs> and never thinks of again. He's left a string of successful business deals, abandoned cars and broken hearts in his wake, and he never wants anything to change. That's until one night when he's driving past Whimsical Lake and his expensive car breaks down because he's forgotten whether it takes unleaded petrol or diesel, or maybe because of sabotage by a business rival. Caught on a downslope and unable to remember where the expensive handbrake is, he falls into the lake and is saved by Annabelle, who is on her nightly boat whimsy expedition. <laughs> When he awakens a week later, he's missed his business deal and he has a mildly broken arm and the doily-strewn surroundings of Annabelle's art retreat. Unable to CEO over the small town's one landline, Gable's inherently masculine angry aggression has no option but to turn into his third emotion, lust. <laughs> lust towards his buxom rescuer, but she wants none of his business penis and relentlessly tends to him until his lust begins to turn into love and with his love, her lust for love is sparked into a mutually relentless conflagration of conversations about what a relationship really means, interspersed with heated almost kissing until they actually kiss in a kiss that is as sexy as sex until they have sex, which is even sexier. <laughs> but that's not all. More business sabotage takes place as a mysterious series of continuing assassination attempts on Gable's life threaten to tear their burgeoning romance apart. Together they must solve the business sabotage and find a middle ground between Annabelle's arty heart and Gabe's business penis. Is it possible? <laughs> find out in Bed and Boardroom, available now under the bed in all bed and breakfasts. Oh, um, boy. So here's what's happening now. <laughs> Upon hearing this, this sexy language, uh, a bunch of kind of uh, smart dildos, right? Like dildos that are... <laughs> 
part of the Internet of Things. They're on end vertically, and they're 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 dancing around the room like the broomsticks <laughs> from Fantasia. And I'm terrified that I'm, they're gonna just pummel me. Uh, well, before that happens, uh, I hope you have time to do our top story for today. Oh, I mean, we'll see. It's bad. <laughs> If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. That's your ad section for today. Top story today is your apocalypse. Josh Gondelman, what's happening in the world of you right now? I mean, oh, boy. Okay, well, so, so let me paint a picture <laughs> for you. I'm in the sex dungeon just desperately trying to remember my my online passwords because until then I'm I'm stuck here. My murder drones have spread across the United States. This is what I'd planned in the event of an apocalyptic situation. My murder drones would spread out across the United States and commandeer Capitol buildings across the country uh, <laughs> so that my kind of oglio technocracy w- would <laughs> would continue to thrive and so so most of my murder drones are senators they have fine heads of white masculine hair that have sprouted <laughs> up to get people to respect them they each are carrying a bible people are they love them it, they're so much more popular than i ever was uh, when I get out of here, I'm going to apologize for their overthrow of the government while still continuing to fully reap the benefits of it. But right now, <laughs> I, again, my my bones are uh, just porous. My flesh is delectable. My <laughs> mind has deteriorated. Uh, it is... Uh, and, and I just need one password so I can get out of this sexy dungeon, get my murder drones under control, uh, assume the 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 various legislative positions, you know, manipulate them <laughs> to various legislative positions throughout the United States government and, and regain my fortune. Because a problem that, that happened was I moved all my money into Bitcoin, which again, I have no access to because I don't have my password to it. And 
during the apocalypse, the Dow Jones is skyrocketing. The economy has never been better, despite the fact that the population has been reduced by 95%. And I'll tell you what, that 5% is in bad shape. I'm in the 1% of the 5%, and I'm in the 1% of that. And, and so if I'd kept my money in the stock market, I would be uh, they a new tier of wealth called financially invincible. <laughs> but I'm not. I'm just here with billions and billions of dollars in Bitcoin I don't have access to, while uh, just electronic butt plugs with wings are whizzing <laughs> around the room like the snitch from the Harry Potter movies. Not to, um, you know, yuck your yum or question your, your kinks. Why do they have wings? So they can fly around the room. <laughs> what are you not getting? Look, when you can make a butt plug fly around the room with an, an internet connectivity do you look <laughs> when it occurred to me that I could put butt plugs on Wi-Fi? I was like, yeah, I know nobody should want this, but what if someone <laughs> might? And so, look, all my sex toys, they've got wings. They're Wi-Fi enabled and they, they hate me. <laughs> they, they're trying to kill me. It's horrible in here. <laughs> Like it's a whole new meaning to the word rebooting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wish I could turn them off. I've I've tried every password that I can think of. I've tried my my mother's maiden name. I tried my father's maiden name. He took my mother's <laughs> name. They switched to be equitable. It was, I think it was actually very progressive. I tried my porn star name, which, you know, some people, they there's like this rumor that it's like the street you lived on and your first pet. That mine was not a, um, that doesn't make a good porn star name for me. What was your uh, street you lived on in your first pet? Well, I grew up on uh, Withering Lane. And my, first, <laughs> my first pet was was named. <laughs> my first pet was a, a goldfish named Penis. So my <laughs> porn star name <laughs> would have been Withering Penis. <laughs> so I tried that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> and that didn't work i've tried all the things i tried um oh boy i also when it, it i've got on my on my bitcoin wallet i had it ask me the security questions but in case i was being hacked by someone who knew me well from my many autobiographies i made up <laughs> false answers to the security questions so it's um you know, when it says, who is your childhood best friend? Obviously, my childhood best friend was uh, Samuel Wintersley, as chronicled in the volume one of my autobiography. But people know that. So I made up a lie. But I don't know the name of my fake friends. It's driving me crazy. And oh, shoot. Uh, just cock ring in the eye. <laughs> cock ring right in the eye. <laughs> this is... The agony is unimaginable. <laughs> well, I mean, it, uh, maybe I can't help you with your password, but you're, you're trying to turn these uh, implements off, either mechanically speaking or uh, emotionally. Uh, maybe you should tell them about, like, your grandma or something. That That is usually <sighs> the least sexy, uh, sexy talk. I'll try, but my grandma was smoking hot. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be a real problem. Maybe I could tell about someone else's grandma, like a less hot grandma. Um, <laughs> hey, okay, look, you flying dildos. Just picture like a 
kind of a wrinkly, like a like a soft, gentle. Under- Hold on, my my tricep barrier is very soft and tender, like an like an old person's. Look at that. It's like a, it's it's like a. It looks like a meringue with kind of peaks and and, <laughs> it, but it's it just and it melts in your mouth. <laughs> Oh, okay. It's working a little bit, but it's it's just kind of like some of them are like more into it. <laughs> some of them are like you can tell it's like it's their thing. <laughs> so it worked half, and then half it's very bad. I'm worried because my workforce has dispersed. First of all, it was reduced by ninety five percent, and then the five percent realized that my murder drones had left to kind of endeavor on this bigger legislative project they unionized so now they have health insurance and with the with the proper health care they're now strong enough to when i escape from this dungeon to beat me up if they want and so i'm paying them a living wage to do their to do their work which i said i couldn't but mostly i meant i didn't want to and so that's my bitcoin fortune is being siphoned off by the day to to pay my employees like uh, a fair wage which is it's reducing my fortune at a level which is actually it's sustainable but i don't like it and that's causing me a lot of anguish too like i'm still very wealthy but like less more wealthy than i thought and that is it that almost hurts worse than the flying butt plugs if we're being honest well you know other than samuel wintersley when you were a child your best friend was money wasn't it oh, hold on Okay, I just typed in dollar sign, dollar sign, dollar sign, dollar sign, dollar sign, dollar sign, lowercase s, dollar sign, and I'm in. Oh, this is the best. Thank you. Money. Why? How did I not think of that? This is incredible. Okay, the um, just give me one second. Okay, I've turned off all the the uh, Wi-Fi enabled sex toys. They all kind of like they fell to the ground in a noise that I imagine was like a, a one of the ten plagues b- besetting upon Earth. Just like a, a pitter-pattering as they all fell to Earth. The, the air was dense with electric sex, <laughs> and, and now the ground is thick with it. Uh, but this is huge. Thank you so much. I feel like this is where it all begins for me. This is where I'm, I'm coming back. Oh, I feel so... Physically, I feel so bad, but this is where I start building building back. Like Bob the Sentient Trash Island and Vice President The Rock Johnson, uh, I too will 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 bring my, my empire back to its glorious form. This is incredible. Thank you. Well, I, I'd better let you get off. Nope. I've, getting off is a real problem. Nobody's getting <laughs> off. I'm never, I'm never going to think about sex again. Sorry, please well, I'll, I'll let you. I'll let you walk calmly away. Just before you go, though, uh, could I ask uh, one question? Uh, which course. is, do uh, AI machine learning dildos dream of electric sheep sex? <laughs> oh yeah, that's I. So the thing about my electronic dildos is that they are called Philip K. Dicks, and <laughs> and yeah, they love sheep. <laughs> That is programmed into them. That's kind of an Easter egg, which is the name of my uh, it's, it's a special electronic butt plug that I have. Because you got to search for it. Because it's a chocolate surprise. All right, off you go. Best of luck to you. I uh, hope your bones last. Oh, yeah. I think 
I, I'm, I've crawled up the stairs to my stash of Soylent, and I'm suckling from it like a newborn baby on a, a, a teat. And I can feel myself growing stronger and more optimized by the moment. <laughs> well, best of luck to Josh. I hope he can rebuild both his business empire and his bone density. Uh, and I'm, I'm certainly glad that he escaped from those winged dildos. Now we have our next guest in the show, if we can get through to his uh, ruined compound that is a horrifying funfair murder dome, Gareth Reynolds reporting in. Hello, hello. Hello, Alice. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. How are you? How's the post-apocalypse going for you? Uh... I am. I hate to be the guy who says that I'm. Uh, I'm loving it, but I am. Uh, I am loving it. I am uh, really. It's. It's great. It is better than the pre-apocalypse for me. <laughs> I am. Uh, yeah. I am. I am like a pig in in excrement, <laughs> which is what I see a lot of actual people doing around me. But but personally, I am well, very well. Well, uh, we'll get to your personal apocalypse. That's our second top story for the day. But first, we have an extract from Bed and Boardroom by Dancy Lagarde. If you don't know, Dancy Lagarde is a self-published romance maven and online bestseller. And uh, Bed and Boardroom is set in the 90s era of the before times. Yes, what an era, yeah. Okay, yeah, go ahead. Fine, I won't talk then, he sulked, insulted that she thought his theory about business sabotage was nonsense. Annabelle sighed and leaned over to adjust his bedding. Despite her annoyance, she was still drawn to his chiseled jaw and took the opportunity to brush her sensitive wrists against his manly shoulders, straining at the novelty puppy t-shirt that was the only thing in her B&B that fit his massive straining muscles. How does a businessman get so jacked? She wondered, not knowing that Gable celebrated every business victory with a thousand push-ups. As she leaned over to fluff his flowery pillow, Gable couldn't help but notice Annabelle's womanliness. She was all woman, he thought, manlily, pulling an embroidered throw cushion over his lap to hide the evidence of his desire. Her scent was arty, like her hand-painted smock, and she was nothing like his usual type, tall, oily models without opinions, (laughs) who liked expensive oysters. He drew in a breath. Do you like oysters, Annabelle? he said, forgetting his stoical silence. She sighed, exasperated. This is your idea of a real conversation? No wonder you always talk about business sabotage. Despite himself, he laughed. Yes, it's all business sabotage and oysters with me. Well, she huffed, breathing her gentle lady mouth moisture onto his overheated face. I guess it's a start. Uh, You can Mm. find more in uh, Bed and Boardroom by Dancy Lagarde. I am, uh, well, I'm, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm turned up a little after that. (laughs) Well, I'm glad that you are uh, turned up. Uh, certainly our previous guest had a little too much uh, arousal going on in his environment. Mm. Obviously, uh, we are working on the last post in this in this new post-apocalyptic world. So I want to hear about what things are like for you down uh, down there on the ground. I'm here safe up in my orbiting spaceship slash luxury podcasting studio. So uh, I want to connect with the real people down on Earth. Well, Alice, I, I would recommend, yeah, you do, because uh, I have found a way... It came down to personal survival uh, is what it came down to. And, you know, you see everybody scrounging for every crumb and morsel and people fighting themselves over little sips of water and things like that. And to me, I thought, I cannot live like this. I will die like this. I will die uh, fighting my fellow humans or beings, as it were, for for just crumbs Um, So I hatched a plan 
Um, and this is between us because if word got out here, the whole grift is up in smoke. But I just told them that I'm, <laughs> I'm I, that I talked to God. And um, oh, that oh, just, the clout that that gives you, I have to say, when in doubt, say that you talk to a deity, because that has given me um, not only the respect that I was craving, but as far as my financials and the the foods and beverages around me, I, I mean, it's an embarrassment <laughs> of riches. I am treated so well here. Oh. Well, I, I'm so glad to hear it. When you said you hatched a plan, I was a little bit worried that, that you'd hatched another dragon. And as, as you know, this is how we got into this whole situation. Um, so yes. I'm, I'm glad and that it is just, just talking to, to God. Um, how did you manage I, that? Again, I'm, I'm very sorry. Can I just say that the, how regrettable that situation is, the dragon? That, what a wow. Um, what was your question? I'm sorry. I was looking at some cherries. That is all right. I'm just going to say, you know, in this world, you can't be the only person who has had that idea. How did you manage to persuade people that you were the one uh, who was talking to God? Well, uh, I mean, I know you do have acting skills, but they're, you know, no offense, a little rusty. You are right to question them. Uh, I mean, as we all know, that was it. It has been very nice because it has sort of felt like I've been able to kind of you know, I, I'm bit by the acting bug again, uh, you know, as well as other bugs. There's a lot of bugs, but the <laughs> acting bug is the one that I'm uh, interested in. And and I'm, I'm playing a character. I go by the name Z. Um, mm-hmm. And and OK, so long story short, you know, I, I tell these people, hey, I talked to, to God and he insists that we're going to have a great uh, fall crop if we put me in charge. Now, of course, right off the bat, 75% of the people believed me. They just bought right in. But then there's this sect of 25 people who say, oh, really? Well, how do we know you're not just some jerk who just, you know, went over to that bush and said you talked to God? So I said that he gave me a superpower um, to drink my own urine. Now, (laughs) I know that that's uh, disgusting. But you drink one glass of urine in front of these people <laughs> and they'll give you the nuclear codes. I mean, they were they were very, very trusting after that. About once a week, I have to drink a pee. Now it's a stage pee. It's not my real pee anymore. But the first one was real. Um, and just since then, it's been smooth sailing. And then every couple of days, I just come out and say, you know, God told me something different. And, you know, he said that I, I've, I've been saying that God wants a lot of ciabatta bread because that's a phase I'm going through. I'm just loving ciabatta bread right now. Just little olive oil, salt and pepper on toast. You can't beat it. And the next thing you know, because God wants it, I'm getting a lot of ciabatta bread. So, um, yeah, compared to a lot of other people, I am I am loving it. Loving it. I'm so glad, Gareth. Could you uh, walk me through your compound? I'm trying to make a, a mind picture here of, of what it looks like, what you've set up. Obviously, you've had a month so far uh, to yes. sort of get things get things moving. Can you can you sort yes. of walk me through uh, how how it looks? Well, this is the bed, um, and as you can see, the, uh, the the bedroom is just enormous. I don't even need this much room, but again, I'll take it. I'm not going to complain. <laughs> um, it's a water bed. Uh, and those, I think we all know those kind of, yeah, look, that's the reaction a lot of people have at first. They think waterbed, that's weird, that's creepy. Let me tell you something. Get back into the waterbed, okay? I don't know why we glossed over it. We got so caught up in our, our systems before. But waterbeds are fantastic. So I have the waterbed here. Then right next to it, I have a little pool. 
So I have a water and then I have a water bed. So I can go straight from swimming in my little pool to the water bed. It's very aquatic. The whole theme is aquatic. Next to that, the aquarium. This is where I keep a lot of the fish, <laughs> lobsters, things like that that I'll eat. Um, again, I love shellfish, and it probably sounds shellfish of me to say that I get it all, but I do, um, which is great. Uh, billiard room, game room, man cave, this area, man cave here. Um, you know, billiard table, uh, dance, dance revolution, all the staples, all the musts. <laughs> it looks like an arcade. Um, at well, through so, here, yeah, bathroom. He's in an abandoned uh, carnival, right? It's in an abandoned fun fair. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. And I just leaned in. Yeah, exactly. And uh, and then through here, bathroom, um, standard stuff, nothing exceptional there. Uh, obviously, another waterbed in the bathroom. Sometimes <laughs> after I uh, make wet, I just want to pass out. I don't know about you. It gets so hot here in the winter. Um, and then uh, the kitchen. The kitchen does most of its uh, most of its the, most of it's pretty self-explanatory. I have a brick pizza oven here. Um, yeah, just. Whatever I need is here. It's it is marvelous. And, and it's a marvelous do, space. I, I'm really glad that it that you're having such a nice time. Where do your um, acolytes uh, followers? Well, they're not in here. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> they're of they're not in. Yes, they're not. Okay, for a second I thought you were suggesting our no, no, no. In this room. I mean, obviously they're in the greater no. sort of funfair area, but where yes, do you, where do you dash them? There's a fence. There's a fenced in. Uh, I get. Pen, I guess I'd call it for lack of a better term, an area where they can graze and roam. And then when I feel like feeding them, I can put some, you know, of my uh, orange rinds down this little chute down here. And, and they love it. I mean, when I feed them food, they love it. They, you know, I'm talking not much either. I'll just throw down some jello seeds or something like that. And these people just lose their minds. It's really something. It is something to behold. Well, I'm 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 glad there is a lot of beholding going on there, though. I've heard some rumors that 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 it is, as well as being an abandoned funfair, it is also a bit of a murder dome there sometimes. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. There, I mean, well, but I, this, but Alice, I mean, let's be fair. I mean, we're living in the the post apocalypse. Anywhere you go, is you're going to find a lot of murder. There's a ton of murder here. And look, if you're, I mean, you might be leading me to the question of. Do I ever make them fight for sport? And the answer is, yeah. I mean, I'm human. I'm human. You know, there doesn't seem anything wrong for me to make two fellas fight over a buffalo wing shirtless in some sand. I mean, to me, that's one of the upsides of being in the position that I'm in. But it is what it is. I mean, look, I, I would rather go back to normal times, but I'm leaning in and I, I'm really enjoying it. I feel retired in a lot of ways. Well, look, I, I absolutely admire your uh, go get ness and, you know, in some some you. occasions, your literal go get ness I, I, the, the sort of human hunts where you gather more people into your into your funfair murder dome bush cult. Um, yes. How how do you plan for one of those hunts? I, I navigate them. Someone will have wronged. <laughs> so each each Friday night we have public wrongings where uh, people will be called out in front of me for things they've done wrong. Um, if the other followers react negatively, we'll take it to a vote, which is just me. I'm the only one who votes. And if I think that the behavior is egregious and does need punishment, we'll take them on a hunt. Then it's just your regular, you know, fox hunt, essentially. Person gets a 20-minute head start. I'll be on horseback following them. You know, anyone <laughs> who brings me an ear or a finger gets a, you know, I kiss them or I give them a little prize or something. It's the little things for these people. It really is. They just want a piece of me. And then once we find him, I mean, it's pretty straightforward. You know, it's, it's cut and paste. You cut the person and then you paste them on a tree. <laughs> Yeah. 
Well, thank you uh, so much, Gareth. That's all the time we have for our top story right now. And uh, if I ever descend to Earth, I'll, I'll drop by and, and give you a visit. Alice, but- please, if you come to Earth, I will be so pissed off if you don't come here and hang out, honestly. <laughs> well, thank you uh, very much. Now it's time for our letters to the editor. Will you stick around for our letters to the editor, Gareth? Yeah, good. absolutely. I'd love to. Yeah, I'm just uh, cooking a raccoon up here, so i got to keep eyes on it anyway. And may I say, it looks delicious. It's now time for our letters to the editor. Remember, you too can send a letter to the editor at our new email address. Our post-apocalyptic email address is thelastpost at thebuglepodcast.com. This letter comes in from Stacey. Stacey says, thank you, Alice, and non-Alice. That's you today, uh, Gareth, or should I call you Z? Very, uh, a title I love. Uh, thank you for 366 days of light in the darkness, disinfectant in the shit, matter in the vacuum. Please take a breath, not too close to anyone, and do it all again. Regards, Stacy. Uh, well, Stacy, thank you very much for your letter. Um, I don't think you should be telling Gareth where to breathe, is all I'm saying. I, t- I tell people where to breathe. Uh, I'm Z. And if, and if to breathe. If, thank you. Yep, exactly. If I grant it. Uh, that's all the time we have for the letters to the editor. Remember, you too can send a letter to the editor by writing to us at the last post at thebuglepodcast.com. And that's the end of the show. Thank you for listening to The Last Post, the post-apocalyptic last post. Post-apocalypse? The last post-apocalypse? I don't know. We'll figure it out. We'll be back in your ears uh, the next time the moon comes close enough to my pod station to jack the signal across or the glitch lets one slip, depending on whether you're listening in my dimension or yours. The last post is an Alice Fraser and the Bugle Podcasts production. I'm Alice Fraser. Find me online at, at Alliterative on Twitter and Instagram. That's A-L-I-T-E-R-A-T-I-V-E. Or for one-stop shop of all of my stand-up specials, podcasts and blogs, sign up on patreon.com slash Alice Fraser for a behind-the-scenes look at my glamorous life. A big hello to our listeners in the other dimension. Uh, apparently, we have lost 69 half-a-glass-of-water t-shirts in your dimension, so you can find them at thebuglepodcast.com under the merch link if you would like a t-shirt to um, declare your allegiance in this post-apocalyptic wasteland. The executive producer of this podcast is Christopher D. Skinner. His sub-producer, Henschthug, the edit suite factotum, is the iron fist inside his velvet glove, the inimitable pet hunter. As we always say, good luck to you, Christopher, and I'll talk to you again next month. The Last Post with Alice Fraser.